This is the Night News on QC Pod. I'm Sammy Ali. QC Pod features the people, projects, movements, and ideas that make up the Queens College community. To learn more, visit us at queenspodcastlab.org/qcpod. On this episode of the Swiftcast, Alessia Pasicchio sits down with Marissa Kratsk to discuss what happened the day of the Eras Tour presale. Take a listen. On the morning of November 15th, 2022, hundreds of thousands of Taylor Swift fans patiently waited in the Ticketmaster queue for a chance to grab their tickets for the Eras Tour, a day that consisted of anticipated, devastated, and hopeful fans stressed the fandom out without realizing the chaos that came with actually trying to purchase tickets. The moment the clock hit 12 p.m. was a monumental moment for Swift's career and the Swifties that tried to grasp tickets to the show that was already iconic. However, things started to take a turn as fans realized how unfair Ticketmaster had become. Even if you had a presale code and had waited in the room for hours, some fans still didn't end up with tickets. Today, I sit down with Marissa Kratsky as we discover what it felt like to be one of those fans that did not survive the Great War, and who would later have it out with Ticketmaster as they were brought to court because of the mayhem that Swifties now know all too well. My name is Alessia Pasicchio, and you are listening to the Swiftcast. Two point four million Swifties with tickets, but hundreds of thousands without. The bots that took over and had started selling resale tickets from websites such as StubHub, SeatGeek, or Vivid Seats for thousands and thousands of dollars. Swifties truly were left speechless at the absurd prices that many could not afford for even nosebleed seats that were going for $3,000, $4,000. It was fairly interesting to see how the press took the news of what Ticketmaster had done. Some say that fans got lucky, but others argue that there is skill to getting tickets off of Ticketmaster. For me, I had been in the waiting room as I had logged on to Ticketmaster around 7 o'clock in the morning because tickets didn't go on sale till 12 and I figured that if I had the application opened, I had a better shot of getting higher in the queue that would leave me to get in the waiting room and get tickets earlier. I was in the waiting room for what felt like hours. When I finally got into the queue, I remember that there was a glitch in Ticketmaster's system because of how many people were actually on the website trying to get in the system. I was stuck at having 2,000 plus people in front of me for about an hour and a half. And according to Twitter, that seemed to be a common occurrence for Swifties throughout the nation. When I finally got into the system and I was buying tickets for six people, it was already difficult to see what was available. As I was clicking on the blue dots, that had quickly turned to gray as other fans had beaten me to them, only gave me a certain amount of time to act quickly. By the grace of God, I had found tickets in section 310 and I grabbed them right away and I went to the checkout 
and I said to myself, beggars can't be choosers, but I knew that I should at least be grateful for getting the tickets. Now, Ticketmaster was kind of tricky because there was only a specific amount of tickets aside for the pre-sale. And the craziest thing of all is that Ticketmaster announced about a day later that there would be no more tickets left to sell to the general public because of how high the demand was for the pre-sale. However, the Capital One pre-sale had still been in action. And that is when Marissa had tried to get tickets. So yeah, I didn't get a pre-sale code, but luckily I had part. I had the Capital One credit card and they said that you could use like the first six numbers on your card or whatever. So I put those in and well, actually they moved the tour, not the tour, the um, Capital One pre-sale because everything just went crazy with the original pre-sale and those pre-sale codes. So I didn't even know if there was going to be anything left for the Capital One pre-sale. I emailed my professor because I had a class. It was supposed to be at like 2 p.m. on that Thursday. And I emailed him and I was like, look, I've never seen Taylor Swift before. Like, she's one of my favorite artists. I need to go to the concert. He's trying to get tickets. Like, I'm just going to step out. I'll try to buy them quickly and I'll come back. So I tried to log on before I stepped out of the room and it said that they weren't doing the pre-sale anymore and that it was gonna be the next day. So then I tried to log on to the pre-sale the next day and it totally like, there was, well, first of all, I waited in the queue for a very, very long time. And then I finally got through and as the numbers went down, it was like 411 people, 200 something people. Like it was really getting like to the specifics. And then, by the time that I got to where you could pick your seats, there was like no blue dots, nothing. But I would click on them, like whatever I could find. And then the second I clicked on them, it was like, oh, these tickets were taken. And then same thing with the next one. These tickets were taken. These tickets were taken. So then I started logging on to other queues, trying to get shows for Massachusetts, for Philly, for Tampa. I wanted to get a flight. Like it was just crazy. I tried everything and then Eventually, I just gave up, and I didn't get them from the Capital One. So. And because of this, as Taylor Swift once said, tens of thousands of fans were screaming, crying. If you didn't get a pre-sale code, you most likely weren't going to attend the concert. But that's not where the chaos ends. As people took to Ticketmaster and started complaining to them, the amount of bad reputation that Ticketmaster had gotten found itself on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, any social media platform. And it had led to Ticketmaster being brought to court because of it, because of how many Upseller Swift fans had become. So I remember seeing so much stuff on my For You page about just glitches in their system and how even if people had 50 people in front of them, 100 people in front of them, they still couldn't find any tickets. And if they did, they were risking to spend $4,000 for nosebleed seats. It was just crazy because, I don't know, I guess since COVID, everyone like wanted to go to concerts again, and especially Taylor Swift, who hasn't toured since the Reputation tour, and then the Loverfest got canceled. So there was like a lot of hype for her, especially to go on tour. And she must have grown such a big fandom since COVID too. Um, so everybody's trying and everybody's on social media sharing their experiences and it, it like kind of helped seeing that it wasn't just me struggling to get tickets and that there was just an overall glitch but I'm like they know that they are providing tickets for fans across the country and like it just 
the price is where I'm saying they sold too many. Like there were just so many glitches and bots. And I don't know. I just thought it was a little bit ridiculous. Ridiculous is the perfect word. It would later come out that Ticketmaster had given too many presale codes out to fans. And even though thousands of fans didn't even end up with a presale code, Ticketmaster was at fault because they oversold. They oversold too many presale codes to fans and gave them this false hope of them being able to purchase tickets on that Wednesday morning. I remember how stressful it felt. And I think that feeling was nationwide for any Swifties. But, you know, it just happened to be something that was not necessarily anything that we did, but was at the fault of Ticketmaster. And I think that like, there are some strategies that both you and I had had to try to get those tickets. I know that like the biggest thing that really differentiated like us getting the tickets was Capital One and then the actual pre-sale during it. Now, you know, we're lucky we're going together anyways. Just that feeling of like, not everyone got that fair opportunity. I feel like those strategies kind of were similar. Getting on the website earlier, not closing your browser, keeping your computer opened for what felt like forever, you know, draining out your battery. Just these things had to be done in order to get the tickets and getting tickets for other shows, you know, I've gotten tickets after Taylor Swift in the same kind of way with the pre-sale code and just waiting in the queue, everything like that. It, it gives you kind of the same outcome if you're using those strategies. So I think like my advice, if this were to ever happen again, who knows, like my biggest fear is that it's gonna happen if One Direction goes on tour, that it's gonna be 10 times as worse. <laughs> That's something that I feel like will be very similar, but I feel like, especially now seeing like what had happened because of Taylor Swift, Ticketmaster has gotten a little bit better. I will give them that with the pre-sales. So now, you know, if anything is in high demand, I really do, I would suggest following those strategies. Yeah, that's definitely something that I wish I did. I really was just only planning to go with like one other person, whether it was like my friend Megan or Matt or my mom. Like I was just planning to go with somebody else. I wasn't really thinking about going with the big group because I just really, I don't really know many people who would like her like that. Um, so then I think having a group definitely helps because if one person has the code or if the other person has a code, and I know there are people who were in one group and they had multiple codes and they got tickets and I mean, some of them resold them, which, you know, not really the happiest thing, but like, it was definitely, I think it's smart to make sure that if something like this does happen, like to go with a bigger group so that you have more odds of like people trying to get in. And then I also definitely think that you just need to have patience because I gave up from being angry. <laughs> like I told you, I tried looking up at other shows. I was still looking at Twitter and TikTok and everyone's like, oh, I got tickets for this one. I got tickets for this one. And like, I was just like, okay, my computer hasn't moved in five minutes. Like there's really nothing that I can do about it. So I think as like a fan, Besides not going with a group, which now I am, but looking for tickets with a group. I did everything that I could have done. Like granted, I didn't get the pre-sale code, but I had the Capital One code. I had my computer open. I was there early. I had different shows on different computers waiting in queues. Like it was, ugh, it was the great war. <laughs> <laughs> And the Great War it was. I wanted to give a special thank you to Marissa Kratzky for sitting down and doing this episode with me. I also wanted to shout out Taylor Swift. 
the one and only for the beautiful music heard throughout this entire podcast as well as giving myself a little shout out for doing the artwork for this episode's cover art with that being said thank you for joining this episode of swiftcast and i will see you guys in the next one You have been listening to QC Pod, the podcast about all things Queens College. We are on Twitter at QC Pod and on the web at queenspodcastlab.org/qcpod. Alessia Pasicchio produced this episode. Our theme music is Lake Monsters by John Flansburg of They Might Be Giants. I'm Samuel Lee. Thanks for listening. <laughs>